Welcome to the Climbing to the Top podcast by me, that's Kim O'Rourke, where I'll be sharing with you my journey back to the top, (laughs) complete with highs and lows and everything I learned along the way. Hope you enjoy the episodes. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Climbing to the Top podcast. Now, I wanted to speak to you today about why it's so important uh, to fail loads of times. And um, (laughs) let me start by saying that I have been a professional marketeer for over 30 years. And over those 30 years, I've worked with blue chip companies like Texaco and Vodafone, um, British Airways, in fact, some Britta water filters, you've probably heard of them. Uh, the Telegraph, I mean, there's companies that have come and gone in that time. So, and I, so I've worked with the huge corporates, I've worked with small startups, and I've worked with everybody in the middle. So you'd think I know a thing or two about marketing, which I do. But despite being pretty confident with my marketing knowledge and my marketing nows, I actually don't have a crystal ball. And the thing is with a lot of marketing activities um, and actually with business in general is that you only ever get the results uh, you want by failing a lot first. Now, at the moment, I'm running an advertising campaign uh, for a client and I am in my role as marketing strategist. I have put their strategy together, their marketing strategy together and their marketing plan. And I determined that we needed to do some uh, online advertising, both Facebook and Instagram advertising for them, um, which was right for their target market and right for their product and right for what we were trying to do. So for for the adverts, um, I brought in a Facebook advertising manager and, it, it, you know, as much as I know marketing, I am a strategist, I'm not a Facebook advertising specialist by any stretch of the imagination at all, uh, which is a bit odd because when I did my marketing qualifications, which was about a thousand years ago, first of all, Facebook didn't exist back then. In fact, all this digital world did not exist. Um, Advertising did though, and I specialised in advertising. Uh, That's when my final qualification was in in marketing uh, with a specialisation in advertising. So, but despite that, I, I, you know, I'm not a copywriter and um, I'm certainly not into the semantics of managing Facebook advertising, which is, is a bit of an art form in its own. So anyway, Chris and I sit down every week and we discuss the previous week's ad results for our client. And I brought him in to do that, to, to run those ads. So when we started on week one, we came up with, we spoke about the, the type of things we we're going to say. Um, I did actually write the copy for them, having said I'm not a copywriter. Uh, but we put our two best guesses together and we tested uh, an image against a video for uh, Facebook and we tested um, in fact it was two audiences on Facebook we went to first we tested um, an image against a video with a particular type of copy uh, for two two different audiences and after week one of running this we then had to look at what the winner is and the winner for this particular client was video by a long shot 
um, the the images were getting something like a one to two percent click through rate, whereas the video was was pulling in between seven and nine percent click through rate. So that was marvelous. So then the following week, uh, we went to try on uh, to compare the videos. So we we took out the image ad, and we changed. Um, instead of spending the money on Facebook on an image ad, we spent the money that we would have spent on that on Instagram. So we had the same video, the same copy going to Facebook and the same video and same copy going to Instagram and the same two audiences as well. So nothing else changed. And we ran that for a week. And um, surprisingly, at the end of the week, Instagram didn't work. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we then ran for a third week and we tested something else. And and this is this is the key to this, is that you know, I as I said, I don't have a crystal ball. You know, despite doing this for 30 years, I still don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> despite me being an astrologer, I still don't have a crystal ball. So it, we have to put stuff out as as marketeers, and that includes you, if you're marketing your business. If you are putting something out into the marketplace um, to to communicate to your potential customers, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to test stuff, test one thing against another thing. You only ever want to be testing one thing at a time. Only ever do that. Whatever, you might have a whole list of things that you want to change, but only ever test one thing at a time. Because if you test two things so say like we changed the video and the image or you know we tested the video and the image but the video had one set of copy and the image had a different set of copy well we wouldn't know whether it was the image versus video or whether it was the two different types of copy that was working or not as the case may be so only ever test one thing at a time and that includes if you're doing online advertising test your budget so keep the the actual content of the ad precisely the same and ju and just change the budget and see whether that makes a difference so yeah over time it's your it's your audience who will tell you what works and what doesn't and and it, i think that takes a a big weight off your shoulders because you don't have to know in advance and you know this is i think this is probably one of the things that stops people stepping forward into doing some marketing is that they they don't know what to put they don't know what to write on social media or don't know what to put in the newsletters or don't know what to write on subject lines or don't know what to put in adverts and you don't need to know just just make a best guess to start with and and put your hat on as if you were the customer if you were your intended customer and and quite frankly if we have our own business we tend to attract people like us so you can imagine yourself, use your imagination and use it. It's a it's a higher faculty in our mind. It's something that we can really use to our advantage. So use your imagination to to put yourself in the, the shoes of your intended customer and think, OK, well, if I was them, you know, what what potential two things might I react to or you know, respond to? You don't need to know what the answer is as to which is the winner. You just need to take a stab at two things. You might have five things and that's fine. Just pick two things to start with. Now, there's lots of 
tools out there that you can write headlines for ads or emails or whatever. Um, there's copywriting tools and widgets and wizards and things that you can use to write uh, the copy. You can hire people to write copy for you. You can hire photographers and videographers to do all of that stuff to create the imagery. And they could have the best sales copy or the best imagery in the world. But still, you don't know what's going to work until you put it out there. And I can tell you from all my time working for some of the biggest ad agencies in the world, and you know, honestly, my, my first job in marketing, uh, well, my first job in marketing was um, Texaco for four years. And then I went to Saatchi and Saatchi when I went to agency side. And I can tell you when you work with the big agencies on the big accounts, so like British Airways, who I worked on for a while, um, I, you know, Barclays Bank, The Telegraph, Vodafone, nobody does anything until it's tested. And there are constant tests going on. So, and you don't have to have, it doesn't require big budgets. It just requires you working out what you want to test. So you can test pretty much anything with marketing and business. So marketing terms, you might want to be testing different subject lines in your newsletter. Um, you need to run a baseline first. So if you've got a newsletter running, that's great. Get the stats from your um, your email um, uh, autoresponder that you use, whether it's MailChimp or um, GetResponse or Aweber or ActiveCampaign or whoever it is. Get your baseline stats first and look at what your open rates are, what your click-through rates and so on. Look at when people are opening their emails and, and what happens next. And then that will give build up a picture in your head, in your mind about, OK, what do I need to change? So first of all, I would always say you want more people opening your emails. That's as the first thing that you might want to test. So that means you want to be testing your subject lines. And it's been shown over various studies that if you personalize a subject line, so you put the person's first name in a subject line, that'll get more opens. Will it work for you? I have no idea. <laughs> but you can absolutely test it. So you can run the same newsletter to half of your audience each. So, and if you're a MailChimp, by the way, when you set up a, a split test, an A-B split test, as it's called, you want to be running that test to 100% of your audience. And then it's a bit confusing at MailChimp because it will, you want to say 50%, so you have a 50-50 split, but you actually want to run it to 100% of your audience and it will split those two headlines evenly or equally between that that 100%. So it's, I fell down on that myself many years ago. So, <laughs> and I know other people do. So just watch out for that. So, you know, for your subject lines, you, you'd put exactly the same subject line in, just one of them will have the, the merge tag for the first, for the first name, um, which I can tell you what it is for MailChimp off the top of my head, because I've written it so many times, which is an asterisk, uh, an upwards line, F name in capital letters, upwards line and asterisk. Anyway, you don't need to remember that because MailChimp tell you that. So you can test those subject lines because if you can get more people to open your newsletter, then once they're inside reading it, then that's more chances of you getting the action that you require. Um, and then I would probably test next next um, you know things like uh, how can I get people to click 
through better to whatever it is that I want them to click through for? Or do I need to test various bits of content and so on? So you need to have a think about that. But you can definitely test your newsletter, subject lines, headlines, content, so on. Testing your social media content, for instance. You know, if you follow me on social media, you'll see I chuck out a lot of stuff. And I, I put stuff out. And this is, um, I've probably learned, you know, despite being a marketeer for a long time, I'm not averse to learning new by any stretch. Um, as I said, when I qualified all those years ago, all this digital world didn't exist. And actually, it's a dream for a marketeer because you can see really quickly what your results are. And I've been testing an awful lot over the last few months as to what works and what doesn't. And so if we take your social media, and as I said, you'll see that I I put out an awful lot on social media. I do I tend to do three posts a day. Um, and from that, I can work out what people are responding to the most and in what way do they respond to? So do they respond to an image? Do they respond to video? Do they respond to long copy in my social media posts? And people do, by the way. Um, do they respond to little short snappy things? Do they respond to silly things? Or, or what, what is it that people are responding to? And if you can learn that from your social media posts, which quite frankly are free to do, um, you can then build up a picture of what people respond to within your business who is it that you're attracting and what are they responding to because then you want to be giving them more of that and then if you want to go into the paid advertising side then you want to be taking the the posts that they're responding to the most you want to be turning those into the adverts because people are responding to them you see they, they just, <laughs> the people tell you what they want and what they respond to and all you need to do is give them some more of that um and also, I would talk about testing for you across your marketing, but just it's the administration, administrative side of marketing. What delivery methods work best for you? So, you know, how, how do you schedule your content? Um, uh, you know, and I have a I have a system and a process that I follow to schedule my own content. I'm just in the process of finding somebody to outsource that to. But now I've got my system developed. I've got a system that I can hand over to a a, a marketing virtual assistant, which, <laughs> to be honest, I'm really looking forward to because it takes up quite a lot of my time. Um, and, I, you know, I love giving the content out and creating the content like I'm doing now. But then there's all the scheduling and, and, and so on, which happens. So but have you got a system for doing that within your business? So you might want to think about what systems, what processes that you have and, and test those, test see, test to see what works better for you in your business, which channels work better. So, you know, we, we've got the social media channels, um, we've got the platform, the networks on there. We've got podcasts, we've got blogs, you've got newsletters, you've got, uh, you know, YouTube as well. Um, I seem to be on everything. <laughs> And this, why am I on everything? Why am I on everything? I'm on everything because I want to be testing. And, and so, you know, Facebook and Instagram, for instance, in, in my place, I in my case, I put 
pretty much the same content out on Facebook and Instagram. But I have a very different audience on Instagram than I do on Facebook. So they respond to different things. And that's interesting for me to know. So as I'm building up my data on that, um, then I can change that or, you know, mould what I do for my audience. But this is, you know, you have to test what works for you, what channels you use, the systems, the processes that you use. And even when we're in a channel, so this podcast, for instance, now I'm recording this live for you. Obviously, you can't go live on a podcast. So I'm recording this just for you as my lovely podcast listeners, but I shall schedule it to go out at the time that I've scheduled it to go out according to my plan. But I've also been testing well, what happens if I record a YouTube video or record my videos for social media. And, and this is part of my process. So this may help you. So I record my um, videos for social media. So we'll come back to the podcast in a minute. And I record those record one video and that goes off to my video editor and he um he does the clipping at the beginning and end and tidies it up and does the magic things that they do and then he does a version for facebook because facebook likes videos wide he does a version for instagram because they like it tall and then the version for youtube which has a bit of a flashy intro and outro bit of music and a bit of card thing on it don't ask me how to do that i don't know I just send it off to him. So he sends, I, I send it off to him. He sends it back again. Um, it all gets uploaded to its various places. But then what I can do for the podcast, which you may not know that you can do, is you can upload a video file to um, your podcast. And I use Anchor for my own podcast uh, platform, but I'm I'm sure the others do it as well, but you can upload a video file and it strips the audio off for you. So you don't even need to worry about that. <laughs> it just it just does it automatically. So for, for some subjects, it may make sense to record the video, put that in the places where you want your video and then um, upload it to your, your podcast platform to strip the audio off and you can build your episode that way. So you're not having to recreate content all the time. And just before I do all of that, I've written myself, um, I write, it's not so much a script, I write what I want to say, which sounds a bit weird that it's not a script, but it, that, that written version keeps me on track when I'm recording the video, because I have a little um, auto cue thing. I'll, I'll talk about that in another episode, I think, because that's a bit of a longer subject. Um, but that that written thing becomes my, turns into my blog. And then my blog um, is on my website. It goes to medium.com. Um, that's worth putting your blogs on, by the way, because um, it's found by Google. And of course, I can put it as an article on LinkedIn. So all of this, all of this has become trial and error um, in in my business and what I've learned this year. So what I'm saying to you for your business, for your marketing is be prepared to make lots of failures. <laughs> be prepared to, to have lots of the errors because through those failures and those errors and those, those hmm, well, that's not working, is it? Then you're actually 
a step closer. I don't want to sound trite about it, but you, you really are. You're then a step closer to, okay, well, if that didn't work, what do I need to do next? So how can I make it work? And then that'll make your marketing and your business run an awful lot of an awful lot smoother going forward. And it, it you know, it's funny because I was talking to my client, this is a client of the advertising fame uh recently and you know when i started with them i did all of their obviously did their their research their planning all their strategy and, and it, the big stuff as a strategist that's that's what i do as a marketeer but then when it gets down to the nitty-gritty so you when you put a strategy and a plan together you might have some sort of bigger stuff to set up and then after that it's a lot of little things and i said to her well actually it it's marketing a lot of the time the day-to-day is a lot of the little stuff and she said yeah I'm beginning to realize that and it's it's like um it's like a lot of little course adjustments that you need to do so you don't need to know it all in one go Uh, and I think that is a big relief for a lot of people um but it's all those those little course adjustments the trial and error all the way whether it's in your actual tactical marketing to find out what your customers want or what they're responding to, whether it's in how you work with your marketing, your own systems and processes, finding out what all of those are and making those little adjustments as you go makes the massive difference to you. It's, the course adjustments are actually my favorite bit of marketing. It's well, it's different, I guess. It's fun because you you you're especially when you're advertising and you're putting social media out there and people will respond to things and you thought I never thought they would respond to that in a zillion years in that way so it's it's eternally fascinating but I think it's also eternally fascinating for you too to find out what works for you and um, your your business so approach your marketing and both the administrative side and the, the tactical side with some lightness in your heart and some joy that you don't actually need to know everything you just need to take a step forward to test something to find out what works and what doesn't and then you can build on that little by little by little and then before you know it it'll be working for you so hope that has been helpful today and thank you so much for listening as ever and i will see you on the the next episode bye for now